first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers for the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. It's coming at you Monday through Friday, every, every single weekday. So start your days with it. Tell your friends to do the same. Make it your first listen. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we are continuing our season reviews. Today's episode, all about Nazir Little. Uh, we've running down everyone that was on the roster at the beginning of the year, looking at where they made it to the end of the year and what is next. We'll also do uh, uh, some look back at some other guys as well, but we're starting with the folks who started night one on the roster. We've already done Shaden Sharp. We've done Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, and now Nazir Little. Uh, Nas, his fourth season in the league, the year that maybe he was going to have an opportunity to prove he was an NBA starter. He was going to have an opportunity to, to, to step into... There was, there was space for him, at least it appeared, to step into a bigger role. So I want to look, what we do in these reviews is we look back at what Nas did in the 2022-23 season. Then we'll revisit my best and worst case scenarios from the preseason, kind of think about where we thought Nas was back in September. And we will look back to look forward and talk about it at what is next for Nas as he enters uh, he enters the summer with a multi-year, four-year contract extension about to kick in next year. That's what we'll do in today's show. Let's let's get it started by looking back. On the year, Nazir Little averaged 6.6 points, 2.6 boards, shot 44% from the floor, 36.7% from three, a career high, 71.7% from the free throw stripe. Appeared in 54 games, four starts, 18.1 minutes per night. Pretty much down across the board from year three. Year three played 26 minutes a night, down to 18 in year two. And year three averaged 9.8 points per game, down to 6.6 in, in year four, excuse me. Uh, down in assists, 1.3 to 0.9. Way down in rebounds from 5.6 to 2.6. Some of that is because he started to shoot more three-pointers, spent more time on the perimeter and less time crashing the glass. I think his role and his kind of... Um, that what he what he was what he was out there doing in some ways he was he was playing a lot less of this like slasher and much more of a spacer and I think that took away some of his strengths particularly as an offensive rebounder the shooting really was there for Nas like this was a career high from three you know he he shot 35 percent from three in his second season but on super limited volume uh just 83 point attempts took 158 threes a career high and made a career best 36 percent 36.7 percent from deep for him uh he threw through 40 games Nas was really really shooting actually before we get into the his shooting splits before the season even started, Nazir Little signed a contract. One of the big questions, even back when I did my season preview, was when Nazir Little was Nazir Little going to, you know, he was he was extension eligible, but he had been he had some availability issues with a whole bunch of weird health stuff, um, and and some just sort of low production. But he closed the year strong, even with the end with some injuries, but closed the year strong. You know, nine points and and shooting, and it's like okay, he's averaging about 10, 10 and five. And he's shooting right below a league average from three. If he averages, say, like 12 and seven, but shoots above league average from three, like that's a player right there. Like you're, you're really, you're getting something. And, and um, the question was whether he was going to bet on himself or take the money. And he took the money on October 17th, about a day and a half before the deadline to sign extension for players in Nazir Little's situation. He agreed to a four-year, $28 million contract extension with the Portland Trailblazers, which kicks in at the beginning of next season. It's fully guaranteed, no options. 
And to be clear, this is basically unheard of for someone in Nazir Little's um, situation. Uh, signing before the season starts a multi-year agreement for a first-round pick that is less than the projected mid-level exception for the next year. So if he was just like go out into the world, you would accept he he would like as a free agent he would get, you know, he's 24. Uh, you know, entering free agency, it's like, well, he'd probably get at least mid-level money, which is like 10 or $11 million annually. And, and, and say he gets that over three seasons or two seasons over instead of four, you're talking like $22 million in two years versus $28 million in four. The, the Nazir Little clearly prioritized the years, four years of guaranteed, uh, you know, after the health and the inconsistencies had in his career. is like four years of guaranteed contract. That's what I want. Guaranteed money, 28 million bucks. No, it's like, that's not a small amount of money in in like real life, like for you or I listening to this program. But it's, um, NBA money's crazy. And he took a, a steep discount, basically, like I said, basically an unheard of discount to stick around with the Trailblazers. Um, good for him to get the security, um, a unique decision that not everyone would make. He has a chance to be one of the great value contracts in the league. If he's anything close to a productive player, borderline starter, one of the best value contracts in, in the league. Um, basically Nas's season went like a lot of his others go. He had, have gone in his first three years, he appeared in the first 21 games, uh, never played more than 24 minutes. He was a bench guy. And then on November 29th, he was injured in non-contact play against the Clippers. He was driving into the, like the paint around the free throw line, took a weird step, collapsed, apparently had at that moment sustained a fractured bone in the ball of his hip. There's like a medical term for it, but the fractured hairline fracture in the ball of his hip missed 21 games returned January 15th. So, uh, missed, you know, six weeks basically on the dot. Um, and, he wasn't among the players for the Blazers that was shut down in March, but then he sustained an ankle injury on on uh, on March 31st. Uh, Dame Ant Yusuf Nurkic shut down on March on March 22nd. Uh, Nas was probably going to be part of the group that played to the end of the year because it's just like get him minutes. He's not good enough to like really cost you games, and the Blazers have you know have, you know let him let him let him loose. Ankle injury on uh, March 31st, missed the final five games, and that was that for his season. Uh, the thing about Nas's shooting is that it was absolutely a career high, a really special shooting season for him because he ticked up to, you know, right at the league average from three um, on, you know, not like a super high volume attempts because he just played that much, 18 minutes a night, but like his his, his three-point rate like skyrocketed up. He became just like a bomber from three. That was like his roles. Like he comes in, he shoots three-pointers. Uh, his, his shot diet changed to where he really, really stopped driving. He wasn't getting offensive rebounds and crashing in the paint. He was shooting threes. And through the first 40 games that he appeared in, that's through the end of February, uh, February 28th, he was shooting 42% from three. 42% from three in his first 40 games. Then he closed the year from March 1st on in the final 14 games. 11 of 46 from three, that's 24%. And that's how he dropped from 42 to 37 on the year. Like he was a above 40% three-point shooter for most of the season. The other thing to know about Nas is that he just didn't play that much. Just didn't play that much. Like huge drop off in minutes, but you know, they 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 added Justice Wins or they like added Justice Winslow to the mix permanently. They added Josh Hart to the mix permanently. They added Jeremy Grant to the mix. Like th these guys were gonna be ahead of him. They're gonna play Shaden Sharp some minutes on the wing. Um, you know, Gary Payton just never never came to fruition for him, but it was like there were there was some crowdedness with trying to find Nas minutes, but he just he just straight up never played. Um 
He appeared in, he played 30 minutes, over 30 minutes in four games all year long. 54 appearances, 18 minutes a night. Four of those games, he played over 30 minutes. Twice in the tanking era in March, so after everyone's shut down, he plays over 30 minutes, played 40 minutes one of those nights. Once in the post-All-Star game in Sacramento uh, with the blizzard and the delayed flight when they had held out Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard, so like incomplete roster, Nas plays 30-plus minutes. And then once in January, January 25th, when Josh Hart injured his hamstring and only played nine minutes, so basically when the team was fully healthy, full complement of players or close to it without players actively getting hurt or missing time, Nazir Little never played 30 plus minutes in a game. He just never got an opportunity. I say that more as a statistical oddity. I do not think Nas was very good this year with consistency. I think the defense just never got there. I think while he he had moments where he was really shooting it from three, he wasn't doing much else on offense. Not a dribbler, not a passer. So it's like, it's not like he. It's like there weren't there were nights when I was like, why isn't Nas playing? For sure, uh, many of those nights, thirty of them, right? Uh, <laughs> a bunch in his fifty-four appearances. But I don't think there were nights where I was like, maybe you were wherever you are. But like for me, I wasn't like pulling my hair out, screaming, eyes bleeding. Nazir Little has to play more. And thirty minutes is kind of like a random cutoff. Like playing twenty-eight is a is a perfectly fine number of minutes for Nas. Um, he's just not thirty, but. Four, four games of 30, basically zero real games where he played 30 plus minutes. I just don't, I think just like factually, he didn't get much opportunity. He was the guy who got squeezed when they got Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel. Cam Reddish got much more opportunity than Nas, probably because they wanted to see what Cam Reddish could do and Nas is under contracts and all that, but Nas just never got opportunity. One of the bad parts about him, you know, other than just like straight up injury, he, at the end of the year, like he just would have played more and maybe that would have helped him earn something in the future. It's hard to know, but um, he just didn't play much this year. He, 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 he went from a guy who was playing a bunch and looked like he was going to carve out a big role. You're going to hear my best and worst case scenarios. I thought he was going to start the year. I thought he was going to start at small forward. I was really, um, a really a big believer in him. I don't think he like, it's not like he, he, he deserved to be an NBA starter. In fact, I, I, I don't, again, I like, I do not think he was like super, super good this year. I just think like f factually he didn't get enough opportunity. He didn't get much opportunity and he probably deserved a bunch more. Nazir Little, uh, according to the Blazers, they announced that at the beginning of April, he underwent uh, core muscle injury surgery. He had a similar procedure back in May of 2022. So that's each of the last two off seasons where he's had this, um, this core surgery you know, the, the press release says he'll be good to go, but um, I don't trust the Blazers and in injuries, so uh, hopefully Nas is ready. The press release means nothing to me. Let's talk about, let's look back to look forward with Nazir Little. Uh, we'll revisit my best and worst case scenarios from back in September and my season previews. Hear from Michael from the past of what I thought uh, Nazir Little was going to be coming into camp coming into the season and that'll help us get a sense of where he landed this year before we look forward to what's next for Nazir Little. That's what we will do. But first, let me tell you about game time. Look, getting tickets to your favorite sporting events shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be a hassle. It shouldn't be something that gives you a great deal of anxiety. In fact, why not just use GameTime.co and it's the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, for music you want to see, for comedy you want to see, for the theater you want to see, plus killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets 
to the up to the day of the event of the event plus exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater and much more. Plus, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section, the same row, for less money. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Plus, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. So, snag your tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the redemption code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Day last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. It's a great time to get involved with FanDuel. We got the NBA playoffs rolling along. We got the start of MLB season, and plus, new customers can step up to the plate or tow the free throw line and get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Let's look back to look forward. What we do in these season previews is we revisit my best and worst case scenarios that I recorded in preseason. I recorded this before Nazir Little signed his contract. I recorded this knowing, believing fairly strongly in Nazir Little getting a chance to be a starter this season. So let's listen to Michael from the past help us sort of set our expectations for what I thought. We you, you maybe didn't think it. What I thought way back before the season started. And that'll help us look forward. Take it away, Michael from the past. What's the best case scenario for Nazir Little? It's that he's the answer at small forward. He's the answer at small forward from night one. He's the answer from small at small forward in night 41. He's an answer at small forward in night 82. He's the answer at small forward in the playoffs. He's the guy. And he's the guy because his length and his defense all scream that he deserves it and his production matches it. He's a defensive menace, an elite offensive rebounder, and a slasher that sees an uptick in three-point shooting from a career 31.7 three-point shooter. He jumps up to 36, 37% shooting a night, and he can guard four positions. Stick him on point guards, no prob. Shooting guards, no prob. Small forwards and power forwards, no problem. And in a pinch, Nazir Little is versatile enough on defense to hang with the non-Embiid, non-Jokic centers. If you really need him to, the best case scenario is that his strengths as a straight line driver and a glass cleaning enthusiast are complemented by a tighter handle, a budding playmaking game, and that improved shooting. He becomes a absolute menace in the open floor, a terrifying straight line driver. If you give him a second side in a lane to get the rim, he's already so good at it and he continues to grow in those spots. But the best case scenario is that those skills that he already has, while they are sharpened, they are complemented by a better handle so he can get where he wants to go. Not just on straight line drives, but a couple different moves. He's got a pretty good pull-up game. In fact, he's a much better mid-range shooter than he is a shooter from, say, the corners or above the break threes. It's that that shooting, that the mid-range touch, gives him more versatility and more more ways to beat a defense on... on the offensive end and makes him a, a half court, just a half court problem in a way that he really hasn't been. 
it's those skills that sharpen with the added skills of of uh, of shooting, with the added skill of, of that better ball handling I talked about, and the added skills of playmaking. He showed a little bit of um, improvement for, for to be certain as a playmaker, but he's not a natural passer. He's someone who's improving there. And the best case scenario is that those skills that he doesn't quite hasn't hasn't quite harnessed are coupled with the skills that he has, and that he is just the two-way wing that everyone dreams of. The best case scenario for Nazir Little is that he is an NBA starter, and this year he is an, an emphatically makes an emphatic case to be that NBA starter, and it is obvious from night one, and it is obvious throughout the year, and because it's so obvious, he gets the bag in the offseason. The best case scenario for Nazir Little is that he is a he is a core piece of this group going forward. He's going to be 23 at the end of next season. 23 as he enters the summer. A 23-year-old with a big payday and a guaranteed spot as a starting small forward on a team on the rise. That's the best case scenario for Nazir Little. What's the worst case? Is that he regrets not taking the money this summer. The worst case scenario is that he proves he's mostly an undersized power forward. He doesn't have the floor-stretching skills and the ball-handling skills to play on the wing, and that he's probably more suited to be a four, someone without the ball in his hands and more as like a pick-and-roll type of garbage man threat than a true NBA wing. It's The worst-case scenario is that while he still is clearly a long-term NBA contributor, because I truly believe his floor is like play a decade in the league, it's that he proves that he's not a starting-level talent, that the lack of shooting and the lack of wiggle limit his half-court impact, and that while he remains a physical menace and a, and a really outstanding athlete, that the complementary skills and the complementary sort of parts that you would need to make that athleticism truly pop never come around. The worst-case scenario is that Nazir Little looks a lot like the Nazir Little of most of his career, someone who is promising and intriguing but doesn't have the production to match it thank you michael from the past i think nazir little is the first player that we have done these season reviews where he pretty square pretty squarely hit his worst case scenario uh the best case scenario stuff with the shooting certainly improved to that to that level uh you know i said 36 37 he shot 36.7 percent literally right in the range but other than that he didn't prove he's an nba starter he didn't prove he's a long-term part of the Blazers. He didn't play himself into the bag. In fact, he 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 he, he prioritized some some job security and said, "Give me four guaranteed years in the league over, um, you know, shorter-term, bigger payday or just the risk of heading into this next season." Like, imagine Nas coming off this year where he averaged six points per game, six and two or six and three. It's like. Hi, yes, I would like $15 million a year. Uh, the team I'm pl I played on never played me 30 minutes in any game that had any meaning unless they absolutely had to because of injury. Yeah, hook it up. <laughs> I'd love some cash. Like, uh, he did the right thing in the end. Um, some of it is just like, maybe just he had a crappy role that's kind of out of his control, but... Um, yeah, like he, in the end, he was not going to make a ton of money with the production that he had this year, plus missing a bunch of time with a hip injury, plus with the core surgery this summer. It's like not a, Nas in the end probably did the right thing, right? Like I, who knows what the summer will be like with the cap going up and all those things. And maybe some people who are like less productive than him and are also like shy of 24, who's not yet, not yet 24 years old, um, like 
maybe maybe other folks in that range will get paid a bunch of money, but I don't I don't think Nas was there. The shooting was special for him this season, particularly early. Shot really poorly to end the year, but but he's just he took a step back on defense. It was in his third season. It looked like he was going to be a a stopper on the ball. He still was really confused about team defense and as a help defender and all those things, but it's like you put someone athletic in front of him, he would stick him. I feel like Nas took a step back in that area this year. Uh, Also just like you play less, you don't have the patterns, you don't see the same patterns every night, so it's maybe hard to get into a rhythm, particularly if you're a guy still kind of trying to figure out how to play defense. Hey, go defend for four minutes and you get yanked. It's like, um, it's tough. I'm I'm not really excusing his, his like, development on lack of minutes i'm just saying like sometimes those things are related i I, like i i kind of harped on this back and forth let me be totally clear i don't think Nas deserved to play 30 minutes a night i think he deserved to play more than the 18 he did and i think it's notable that he played so little that's like like put it on the table but i think he took a step back like i think he was worse this year without the shooting um, I think he was generally worse this year, and I think some of the shooting took away the special athlete that he was because in his third season, what made him special was that he was like an elite offensive rebounder by the numbers, like an elite offensive rebounder. Great at just tracking the ball off the rim and using ath- as athleticism. When he became so so reliant on shooting threes, that kind of went away. He's not a ball handler. Like, he's a straight-line guy. He does not have a second dribble move. Like, he can make one move and go, or he can make no moves and go when he attacks off, like, a closeout. But he doesn't have wiggle to get past a lot of folks. He's not a he's not a playmaker. So shooting, like, the shooting is going to be what unlocks the rest of his game because if you get guarded like a shooter, you can attack closeouts, straight-line drives become easier, all of those things, and you just can make shots. Like, it's just life. Life is easier for you. So that's a really nice development. The rest of his game just didn't come along, and then he just didn't get opportunity, which, again, was in some ways out of his control. So what the heck is next for Nazir Little? Like, what what do they do? Let's talk about what the heck might be next to close the show, because he's a curious case, right? Under contract for a lot of years, but is he part of the plan? And what is the plan again? All right, let's talk about that to close the show. But first, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is simple. You pick two and six players on every single entry. You're picking athletes from all types of sports: basketball, football, baseball, soccer. I play the NBA because that's what I know. But whatever sports in season, you're going to find players from all those sports. And you're picking over or under the projections, the statistical projections set by Prize Picks. So for basketball, things like points, rebounds, assists, steals, Prize Picks sets the line. You pick above or below that line, and if you get it right. Six out of six, make a whole bunch of money, but you don't have to get them all right. You can say, I'll get four out of six, I'll get five out of six. You set the odds, you set the payday, super easy, and it's just you versus those projections to win your money. Right now, new users, sign up, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That means you put in 100 bucks, giving you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they're giving you 50 bucks. So go check it out, download it at prizepicks.com or in the mobile app, which is, I, I mess with the app, but you can go to prizepicks.com, check it out. It's daily fantasy made easy and make sure when you're when you are downloading it, you are using that promo code locked on. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked On Blazers. What's next for Nazir Little? Well, he's gonna be in the league. He got his money. I mean, not the, the giant pay that maybe. Michael from the past thought he was about to get, but uh, Michael from the present, Nazir Little, four years under contract, fully guaranteed, making, you know, 
just under six and a half or something like that. Just under seven this year. Or uh, as as excuse me, he'll make like six and a half, just just under six and a half, and then just under seven as as this extension kicks in this year, the first year of a forty year, uh, forty year twenty eight million dollar contract. I don't see him based on his production. You know, last year I was kind of like, you know, Nas looked so good to close the year, and like obviously like Carolina bias, like I'm a Chapel Hill kid, um, Carolina bias. Uh, so maybe I was like drinking, drinking that Carolina blue Kool-Aid and I was like, he's going to, he's going to prove he's going to be a starter. I can feel it. I don't feel that way now. Like I think he has a, a floor of being a long-term NBA player, but the idea that he is going to over this summer morph into someone who you could say he can for sure start on a good team. I don't think that's reasonable. I think he could have started on this year's blazer team because they weren't very good. might've put uh, Josh Hart in a better role. It might've balanced things better to have Nazir little play about the same role, like nine minutes a half just as a starter. But that's for, that's like a, that's a complaint for another day. That's not a complaint for right now. So here's the thing. I don't see him as a starter. I see him as like a rotation guy. I think if Nas is your eighth best player, you're okay. If Nas is your ninth best player, you're probably a good team. If Nas is on that 9-10 cusp, you're probably a very competitive team. And if Nas is naturally out of your rotation but can play on some nights because he's 10-11, you're like a championship level team. Like that's that's kind of where I see him. No higher than eighth and like no and not like buried on the truly good teams. Uh, but like he's, yeah, he's like a backup wing in the league. Um, he's, he's, I think he would be best served if he could guard like twos, not, uh, not bigger guys, but I think he can, I think he can hold his own against NBA wings. No problem. Um, if he figures it out even a little bit more on defense, he can be contributor. He was just, he's just a negative on defense right now. Um, and I, I think he has the tools to be better. And he showed in that third season, it's like, okay, maybe he's got the tools, just hasn't put it together. But the real truth of Nas is that regardless of the direction the Blazers go, he can be part of the plan. Like I said, on like the good teams, he's somewhere from that eight, he's somewhere in like, okay, you play every night, but you're not the first guy off the bench to, okay, you don't play every night, but like you can if we need you because like you're totally competent. He could obviously get better. He's like going to be 24 this year. Like he's like, the players improve. But I just think like right now, realistic expectations for the start of the season, something like the eighth guy, something like eighth man. And that on a good team, the Blazers, if they thread the perfect needle and they build themselves like a team that's like a quality, you know, home court advantage in the playoffs type roster uh, that Damian Lord wishes they could be, Nas can be part of that plan because he's talented enough. He's got some skills. The shooting is there. The athleticism is there. Uh, if they get, if they ever figure out how to get out and run with any consistency, he could be involved in that. The shooting helps him be a half court player. Tools to be a better defender, like whatever. He's he's you got it. You get it. He could do that. And if they go young, he's under twenty. He's like not yet twenty four. Like I said, like I, he's 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 under twenty five years old. Under contract for four years. If you do go young, like if if the if the Damian Lillard trade thing happens and he's on another team, um, and they they go into a rebuild or a re they probably won't call it a rebuild, right? They'll uh, retool around Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons. Nazir Little can be part of that plan too because he's young and can grow into that, right? And by the end of this contract, he'll be in his physical prime. He'll be um, have played almost a decade, you know, eight years in the league. All of that, like he could, he could really grow into something special by the end of that contract. Like I said, he has the potential to like, if he's just like improves, if, if, if Nas gets 25% better or like 30% better, that contract's a steal. If he gets 
if he makes like a significant jump, like if he doesn't just like improve a little bit across the board, but a significant jump, then he's like one of the best deals in the league. He has, it, he has really high potential to be like a deeply underpaid, which stinks for him, but it's great for a team. If you, if, if you're building a basketball team, the thing you hope is that you have someone who's underpaid and underpaid for several years out into the future with New Zealand little certainly could be. So his future with the team to me seems, um, seems clean because he can go with either plan. He's just either going to be a bench guy or like maybe, you know, who knows what the rebuild looks like. So it's weird to speculate, but, uh, yeah, like he could, he could just be part of that because of his age and his skill set. Absolutely. He also could be traded, and that's like the reality of it. If the Blazers are going to really retool this summer, Nazir Little right now is one of six players under contract for next year. They have a chance to look completely, completely, completely different. And they have decisions to make on restricted free agents Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel, who would eat into Nazir Little's minutes for sure. They have a decision to make on what Shaden Sharp does. I like him as a two more than a three, particularly as a 20-year-old. I hope as a 26-year-old that he can play both positions and it's not a thing, but I would rather him be more of not guard the biggest wings. If you'd like, by that, by the difference between two and three, I'd just rather have another big wing on the court uh, with with as opposed to like uh, uh, Shane Sharp play that big wing spot. So like whatever that whatever that looks like, Nas can fill in in sort of in that in that spot. But I, you know, I think if they do make this trade, like if they do make these trades to, to go all in, like every time it seems very, very likely to get traded, clearly the most likely player to get traded this summer just because of his skill set and his, his, his pay grade. But if you're making secondary trades, um, the contracts of Yusuf Nurkic and Nazir Little tally together to be in the $25 million range. The Blazers don't have other players in that middle range contract that are under contract, right? Because the other guys who are under contract, in addition to the to uh, to Nas, Damian Lord, don't trade Damian Lord to build around Damian Lord. Ant, obviously very likely to get, to get trade if that is the route they go. Uh, Nazir Little or excuse me, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, $17 million, $17 million a year, $16, $17 million a year. Keon Johnson uh, could could be Jabari Walker, could be Trendon Watford if they opt in. Like, it's just these, you know, Shane Sharp, like they're not going to, they could trade him, but he's making less money. Uh, it's like, it, it seems to be if you are putting a trade together, especially a secondary trade, Nas's contract would fit because... It just it just naturally under like the right amount of money, the right amount of years, all of those all of those things. That's that is just the reality of 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 what it might look like. So the real like what's next for Nas is one of the like it's a classic question mark of the whole season. He could fit both plans and he could easily be traded. So maybe the real truth is that like whatever the Blazers look like. Nazir Little could be part of the plan, and whatever the plan is, Nazir Little could be the tool to help them get there. He's kind of caught in this no man's land because he's not quite a sure NBA starter. He's still young enough to be part of a build, and he's still good enough to be part of a decent team. And yet, coveted and under contract could be traded on the market. All of it's up in the air for Nas. It's a real question mark. They got a bunch of question marks this season. I'm not going to pretend to know all the answers. I'm just trying to walk you through the logic. That's going to do it for today's show. Come back for more this week. We do it every weekday, Monday through Friday. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends. 
to listen as well, to do the same, as I usually say. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.